Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Glorio Chat, the best anime podcast on the internet. Feels like it's uh, been a million years since our last episode, but uh, for various reasons. But we're here. Uh, we're back. And are you guys excited for the new anime season? We're back from the anime mines, and we have treasures to share with you all. Yes. Are have, the anime uh, mines and the shit mines from Decadence just the same thing? Yeah, they Basically. are. <laughs> <laughs> we mine oh, the some... shit, and we drink the shit, and yep. then we shit the shit, and continue <laughs> mining the shit. <laughs> there's, there's, there's some good things uh, happening, right? There's some good shows, but... Uh, <laughs> Yes, so we are going to talk about the new anime season, uh, winter 2021, which does not sound like a real year, but here we are. Uh, also, uh, season 35 of the Glorio blog, for those counting. <laughs> How dare but, you? Uh, before we get into that, let's introduce who we have on the podcast. If you haven't heard already, I'm Jell. I am joined by Iroh. It's 2021, and I'm not dead yet. <laughs> Amazingly, despite, <laughs> despite the, the world's best efforts. Um, and, uh, we're also joined by G. I can't believe it's January 17th, and we're already six months into the year. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, we're, we're in, uh, December 47th year. Um, <laughs> I'm getting a lot of, I mean. you know, this DLC for 2020 has quite a lot of value to it yeah. if you go for a game time. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, this episode we are joined by Aqua. Uh, I should be the one taking over Eero's catchphrase this time, because I am still here, even though I haven't really uh, made an appearance on the blog in several months. <laughs> it, it, it's It's been a while since we've had you on, so uh, I'm Indeed. glad we could uh, get you in the rotation for this one. But uh, but yeah, so winter 2021 season. Uh-huh. I feel like this one's going to be a little divisive, because... I had a lot of things I liked. I don't know if you guys agree on that, mm, but uh, I I do I see where you're coming from, Jill. Because I look at a season like this, and I immediately go, "Oh, this is one of those seasons <laughs> that uh, certain people on this blog are going to be talking a lot about, and I'm going to have absolutely nothing to say." I, I think there's some stuff that I like, but I think all of it's on thin ice. That's a good way of putting it, Ira. I think it's like, you know, I hate to compare it to the legendary winter season, <laughs> winter 2020 season, but I feel like the thing for me with 2021 is like, there's a lot of shows I like, but there's none of them where I'm immediately like, like, oh, hell yeah, can't right. wait to watch this. Yeah, yeah. Th there are a couple things I may not be watching by next episode, for sure, but uh, uh -huh. I think there were some things that caught my attention at least, which... We are going to talk about. Yeah, I would so. agree with Jill. There are a couple of shows uh, that uh, that I would I that give me the impression that I'll be still be watching them in a couple of months' time. Um, but most of all, this is a season of second seasons or in third yeah. seasons. Like this yes. is a sequel season. Some uh, very lot... long ones too. All the sequels yeah. from 2020 that got delayed. <laughs> Yeah. So there's a yeah. lot of high-profile seasons, kind of stuff, like a, a bunch of everything for everyone. Like we have B-Stars, but we also have a bunch of, uh, we have some Shonen Jump stuff coming back. We have some uh, some very, like, uh, well-known uh, in the, like, more like 
comfy slash slice of life thing. We have non non BRE coming back. We have a laid back camp yeah. coming back. Or so neither of which we're talking about in this podcast, by no, the way, because indeed, none but, of us uh, watch it. But yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I think I think the point is that's kind of like if the, the defining trait of the season is the sequels. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I just want to bring that up. We are we are going to talk about a, a couple of those of season. for sure. But, but there yeah, there's a there is a lot of excitement i guess in various corners of uh, of the anime internet which is a fair fun to see in any case right i'll take this yeah over let's Isakai um avalanche of the season what was that our... I, I will take this kind of season over a season of isekai avalanche I mean, don't oh, there's worry. there's plenty of those there's, too. Yeah, I mean, this is a season uh, of Isekai Avalanche. We're, like, we're, we're right, not talking. You're right. About... They're just on this list. Literally, ah, the first fuck. show on our list is an Isekai era. Look, I'm sorry. okay, but it's an old. It's an old one. Uh, yeah, I I I didn't really watch any of the the bad Isekai shows, but I've heard they there's a there's a pretty you're nasty. Right, you're crop. right. You're right. I think we there's just, a pretty nasty crop of them. Just, from what I've heard, like. Uh, instantly put them out of mind after seeing them so yeah i'm just i'm just hoping to ignore them and they will go away uh-huh. someday at this i point. mean we have but... a good and admirable policy of simply not mentioning any of those like <laughs> revenge <laughs> rape isekai shows because there, there are a couple of those this yeah. season uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the shows that shall not be named of uh yes well speaking <laughs> the of isekai, as but yeah spe- but speaking of isekai um let's kick off our discussion we'll, we'll 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 tackle some sequels first uh-huh. and we, we can get warmed up by looking at uh the return of log horizon season we're three no longer living in the database the data is all gone the data is, what happened? yeah the I, i'll point out cracked. i think it was i think it was funimation that had the the audacity to to put the like, opening tweet. up early no they like tweeted something saying database database they don't Horizon. even have database anymore, and, and they don't have database anymore. So someone yeah. clearly did not do their homework on that one. Our, our counteractions are no longer rising. We are no longer ready for the punchline. <laughs> I don't so. know. I don't know what's wrong with this, but it's definitely the SJW's fault. <laughs> so to give some context, since this show is a sequel to a seven-year-old anime. Uh, we're talking Fuck. about Log Horizon, maybe not the granddaddy, but definitely early in the trend of the MMO isekai um, yes. uh, right. um, anime. Of, one, one of the few know. to wrangle with the game side on yeah, more than and, a surface fucking level. Right, and so like for a lot of us, you know, we really grew to love the show, and it's like really... You know, just the basic premise is kind of, you know what, we don't even get that deep into it. It's an isekai MMO show, a bunch of dudes get transported into, you know, the world of their favorite MMO, and they kind of have to figure out, like, how to rebuild society, basically. And unlike a lot of isekai, what Log Horizon did super well is that, you know, it actually asks some really interesting questions about... You know, what would happen to a society that is suddenly inhabited by thousands of, like, super-powered individuals with, like, you know, vast resources and, you know, very little motivation to, like, survive, honestly. Like, it's, it's... And a lot of the show was about finding meaning in that new world and finding ways to adapt to it. And it's, like, highly specific rule sets. And... You could tell in a lot of ways that unlike a lot of isekai that were just kind of capitalizing on the, you know, the popularity of the trend that Log Horizon definitely felt like it was written by someone who was very familiar or, you know, 
to a certain extent, <laughs> familiar with MMO tropes and, like, gaming culture. Sure. I mean, yes. to be honest, so, if I want to watch uh, people who have hit the level cap in an MMO and can't stop playing like, nevertheless, uh, I'll just check my Twitter feed for all those people who are playing Final Fantasy XIV. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of the thing. So, I guess uh, my question is... Is, is the show holding up in 2021? Good How was question. The That's a great question, Jill. Uh, um, the uh, the eponymous back. round table uh, season three is titled "Destruction of the Round Table," which is a great subtitle. <clears throat> by it way. is. Uh, it the, is. The eponymous <laughs> round table was the like council that they put together in season one to basically provide direction to society. Uh, and this first episode sort of details how it's the the it's going to break apart, uh, and it was kind of confusing and poorly subtitled. Yeah, I so... didn't really understand what was happening until I went and looked at the fan wiki later, hmm. which is not a great look for a show, especially one that is trying to like you know leave a strong first impression after a seven year absence, like. Uh-huh. It's, we've seen this a couple times before, right? Like, I remember a few years ago, I was talking about Full Metal Panic right. getting a new season after like, nearly a decade. Like, well, like, D. Gray and, Man also, right? Right, and the thing is that, like a lot of those, Log Horizon Season 3 doesn't do really anything to onboard anybody uh-huh. who hasn't, like, kept up in a while. And Just I don't necessarily need that, but it, it, it went beyond not... It went beyond not just being familiar or, or having, you know, the plot of Log Horizon in recent memory. Even the way they introduced the new plot was a little clumsy. It was a little... And it's hard to tell if that's just the, you know, maybe the bad subtitles or just, you know, it really just has been that long and our memories have truly evaporated. But yeah, it definitely feels like they introduced a conflict in this season, which is a new conflict, so it didn't necessarily require you to have knowledge of the old season, but they didn't do a super great job of, like, giving the context for where the conflict was coming from. So it, was, right. so it wasn't like it was confusing because you had to remember fine details from seven years ago. No, it was, it just, was, it was just confusing right. because the what the show purported to be the explanation in the first half of the episode was poorly conveyed. Right, hmm. and I, and I get, were, you, were you guys watching the uh, official subs? Yeah, okay. yeah. The, the and, Gloria blog does not endorse piracy, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. But yes, but uh, <laughs> and I really hope I'm not jumping at phantoms no, here. I, yeah, I'm with, I'm with G on this one for the record. There, there is a certain language that this new season <laughs> is couched in that maybe I only now recognize after. You After know, the past six years, <laughs> the past having borne witness to the last six seven years of oh, society, fuck. but so the conflict of the new season is essentially that one of the guild members wants to create a sort of welfare system for players, oh, basically boy. because not all players are at max level. That some sort of welfare system would allow for lower level players to sustain themselves in this new world, you know, the they idea is that... They want to raise the minimum wage to, uh... It, it kind of, because, like, the idea is that, like, <laughs> these people who have been isekai they're all still regular people. Like, some of them have adapted very well, right? Like, you have your people who are like, oh, hell yeah, MMO world, now I, I can, like, fight people. can finally be a ninja people. for realsies. But a lot of people are just regular dudes. Like, 
The right. leader of the right. guild who suggests this is like the obligatory like newbie friendly MMO guild whose specialty right. is writing like guides and walkthroughs for new players. So their guild is naturally full of a lot of people who right. are like you know, kind of casual to the game. Yeah, you know, like, and they specifically note that, like, people who are leaving other guilds because they're dissatisfied are kind of flocking to his guild. Right. And he's kind of caught in a weird position because he's also... He was also given a very difficult task in-universe. Like, they discovered these, like, teleportation circles in the MMO, but they have no, like, rhyme or reason to their schedule or where they teleport you to. So he is sending, like, these really costly expeditions into these mysterious, like, teleportation circles where sometimes his dudes don't come back. And, you know, he, right. he is clearly caught in this weird place of, like, he has a large number of new casual players he has to, like, support while also, like, paying for these, like, really expensive, dangerous expeditions. And the rest of the guild, the rest of the the roundtable are like, fuck you, pull, up, pull yourself up by your bootstraps, basically. Right, he's like, it, can we get more, like, funding or whatever, and then other guilds are like, well, you see, we did our own crowdfunding and are getting plenty of funding, I don't know what you need us to help you with. I mean, I guess there's a reason why the author went to jail for tax evasion. <laughs> right, and so it's like, you think of, once you realize, like, what happened to the author, and again, I don't mean to say that we can ascribe the author's, like, personal politics as a result of that, but suddenly there are enough, like, like not necessarily dog whistles, right. but, like, there's certain terms being thrown about in the new season that almost have you wondering... Oh God! Is this season going to be about the evils of the welfare right. state? Like they're already like sort of couching their language in that like there are MMO equivalents of welfare queens in this in this leechers, anime. you say? Right, like oh they're they're called leechers. They're players who just want to leech off of society but don't put in any real work themselves. And again, maybe it's just that it's been six seven years <laughs> since we've watched Log Horizon. Maybe this language, maybe it's this this ideology ideology was always in this show. But after, you know, we're older now, and you see stuff yeah. like this, and you can't All help right. but wonder. Like, and again, I might be jumping at phantoms. Honestly, I hope we are. But there's just yeah, enough, that's like, that's um. Well, first of all, I mean, not that taking that type of stance would be good at any point, but this was written along at this point it would have been written a long time ago, right? Yes. Like let me actually look that up. Uh, I mean it must have been at least a few years old at this point, right? Well he because... did it took a like long break uh oh true oh, okay. being in prison for Well either way <laughs> either way you know, being in jail, yes. <laughs> either way that would be a unfortunate stance to take, particularly I feel like even now uh, like now. Uh, like more so than ever. But um So this not but I believe this novel uh, was originally released in like 2018 or 2019. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. It's not even that old. Oh, jeez. Okay. Yikes. <laughs> but yeah, like there's definitely a little bit of a weird like don't tread uh, on me taxation <laughs> is theft like subtext to some of the dialogue <laughs> from, in this new season. From the guy that got busted for tax evasion. Right. right? And it's like Oh no, like... Oh no. Like, Log Horizon Season 2 was already kind of a disappointment, but we had such goodwill for Season 1 yeah. that we were willing to stick with it. And I think that Eero and I are both, like, personally deeply frightened of the reality that Log Horizon might actually just not be that good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I hope it turns around, but I don't have high hopes. Nope. Mm. 
Maybe the show we, we all thought would save us from fascist propaganda what? was actually ANCAP propaganda in no. disguise. I mean, that is the uh. thing, right? Like, I definitely wouldn't say that, like, this thing is like... I mean, yes, this thing is definitely, shall we say, bottom right of the graph. You know, <laughs> like, they're these people... You know, like, Shiro, the main character, literally says, when speaking of the round table, actually, by technicality, we're not a real government. And it's like... <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> uh, like you totally are. The, the whole thing of prizes for government in this situation. Okay, right. I, okay, I've looked and uh, this web novel came out in 2017. Okay, fine. okay, that's that's pretty recent. It's, yeah. it's just like, um, but yes, they're, the, insist- <laughs> they're insistences the, that they are like a bunch of private individuals who have merely congregated together <laughs> in cooperation. Right. Is like some of the most fucking ridiculous and cap shit I've ever heard. I think the uh, real reason or the real way to find out if this is an ANCAP propaganda is does at any point someone say actually it's a febophilia? Oh, oh god. <laughs> I mean, you Don't know, get me started a, on you know, the triangle bullshit in that show. God. <laughs> anyway, uh, but I will okay, I will I will I'll put I, I will try to be uh, charitable to the show and say at least this this tier of conflict is way more interesting than the usual isekai shit. Right, it is legitimately interesting. Like it, it, this the conflict is about a political upheaval. It is about the fragmentation of like an authority that was like considered the status quo of the setting. So right. it is doing way more interesting stuff than your typical isekai. I think the only reason Iro and I are even speaking like this at all is because of the like very high bar. Yeah, at least they're not just looking at the camera and saying, with my overpowered abilities, I'll live as I like now. Right. Like even if these people are maybe we're beginning to realize are like weird and cap heroes or something like the characters still feel an obligation towards serving their society which like <laughs> is in and of itself still a more admirable motivation than most isekai heroes yeah i don't know guys though no, <laughs> it's not yeah, look it's, it's not sounding you. good from what you're telling me i don't know when yeah. database disappeared and the show went downhill right i know and the data's all gone i mean also like you know database yeah. was the look i've said multiple times in the past I literally only watched Log Horizon because I saw the OP and I was like, that's a show I should watch. Yeah, that, and yeah. Again, it's that, not a it's not the biggest deal in the world, but it is definitely speaks to a loss of that show's identity. Bad bad, bad decisions <sighs> all around. Yeah. Here, but uh alright. We gotta move on. Yep. I know. You'll I have know. to keep us posted on uh, how far they go with that mm. one. Uh, all right. So who actually watched this next one? Uh, I, did. I did. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Promise. Okay. I did. okay yeah. yeah. So Promise Neverland season two fired up here. Uh-huh. We kind of talked about last time how none of us wanted season two to exist. Because <laughs> season, season one, I feel like tied up everything thematically, emotionally, spiritually, everything that season two needed to be done as firmly in the now, and now I, I gave it a um i gave i gave season two a courtesy watch okay uh, and i did watch the the two episodes that are out um which i think you kind of need to do to because i think episode two is when they get more into what's actually going on yeah mm-hmm. but um but yeah i mean it's pretty much exactly what i was expecting in that i I'm no longer interested in any of this that's going on right now. Um, 
the status quo change is like everything I liked about season one is gone. <laughs> and you know, because like season one, you know, I really liked the whole like setting of like we're trapped in this house. Yeah, this the, the whole claustrophobic tension mm-hmm. and, and like, like the mind games. Mama and... is such a good villain. Like she's such a fucking good villain. Yeah. And and, so and all of that's her. gone and what they've replaced it with does not necessarily seem bad, at least not right now, but it's just not as good. And I'm like why do I want to watch a downgraded version of this show is kind of how I feel about it. And this is coming from, I think you guys have all read the manga, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yes. So sure. is, <laughs> I, think I think you're very much on the money. I think overall, this, this is coming from somebody who has, who has no baggage from the manga, mm-hmm. like just strictly from watching the anime. I'm like, this is just like a slightly worse version of the show. Why do I, why would I want to watch this? Uh, but, um, you know, that said, I mean, like I said, what they're, what they're doing is not necessarily bad. I, I feel like it's maybe the, the logical next w- steps to take if you are going to do a post-escape series on this. But I don't know. I don't know. What, I don't know. What do you, what are you guys thinking? I think you're pretty much or right Aqua, on the money you, as a... You watched it, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. you're pretty much right on the money as a new viewer that you sort of reflect mm-hmm. the sentiments of people who have read the rest of the manga because I think the general opinion on this seems to be it's great when they're in the house and everything else is sort of superfluous. Like, it is the... It is the the, the, the CWification of the Promised Neverland, you know, we're gonna keep dragging Man. this out without really knowing where to That's go. That's a good way to describe it. So, and, like, the way I, why I use that metaphor is because now that they're out of the house, they're gonna try and working work with lore and world building, and that's definitely the weakest part of the original manga, I think. It's tolerable now but it's going to get absolutely insufferable um i i could see it going down fast for I sure do believe because i sort of disagree with with, with with g in that i don't think this second season is completely perishable like i think the material this is based on is still you know, fun, high quality it's, shonen it's, jump it's material. It's the second part. It's the second best part of the problems never no, Yes, I, 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 yeah. I agree with you, Aqua. I do. I do think that the second. I, I think I. If you go back far enough in the podcast, I think you can quote me on saying. Season two of Promise Neverland will probably still be okay. Yeah, like yes. it's <laughs> and season right. three will it, be just like <laughs> like it's a solid arc. There are some right. interesting I mean... new characters. I think yeah. that there is, there are some interesting things they do with the world and how they expand it in season in, in your hypothetical season two. It's just the core premise of the original is so strong. It's like it's just hard to top it. Yeah, yeah. and the thing is also I think what sort of, like, put me back on team The Promised Neverland after the manga wrapped up, is seeing this anime again, because uh, I'll admit I only watched the first episode of season one, because oh, okay. I was just like, oh, no, I've, I've read this already, you know, I don't need to see this. But now that season two has started, I've been watching it along with Zig, who has not read the manga and who is obviously interested in, in, in watching right, yeah, yeah. in watching this. So I've been, I've been watching it along with him and Eero, and it just came to me like how incredibly well made of an adaptation this is this is like the direction is cinema quality the animation is fine uh is is great (laughs) i mean fine is a bad way to put it no the the animation is great but it is like it is not this is not a 
quote-unquote sakuga show you know it's not a very action heavy show but the, the 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 art direction is incredibly atmospheric the performances are great uh this is like the first time in a very very long time i've had the feeling that a, an anime based on a manga i've read was actually better than the source material because all of the expression the vividness of bosque de Bizu's art really comes to life uh in color and and with the way they they they're portraying it here and it's sort of stunning how they managed to do that so uh definite thumbs up for that i mean that's that immediately gave the show a lot of goodwill again back in my book yeah so i think um <laughs> hey, if you haven't watched Promise Neverland, yeah. still worth watching season one. Yes. Season one was great. I just don't know. I don't know if I'm going to even keep up with season two. We'll see. I just right. my my heart is just not in this at all. Yeah, I mean, just, that's the thing with season one. Like it exists perfectly as a standalone. Yes, story. you could stop. Yeah. at the end of season, and it's one just like you know, okay, satisfied. if you like these characters, I guess there's more, yeah, and right. it's not terrible, and it doesn't completely destroy everything that made. The thing, the reasons why you love the first season, good. So, yeah. I mean, I guess that's an endorsement. <laughs> yeah, I will say um, that uh, I remember the, I remember the events of season two from reading the manga. If you asked me anything that happened after where season two would probably end, I couldn't yeah. tell you what happens at all. No, nope. yeah, something, something reforged yeah, something, the promise. So, something, 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 and it's like <laughs> I guess it ended. I don't remember what happened. But yeah. but this part, I'm like, yeah, I do remember this. Something, something, so. William Minerva, something. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. So we'll see how 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 my mood is next week when the the show goes on. I don't know if I'm going to keep up with that one, but uh, we'll see how it goes. All right. Let's talk about. Sells at work in uh-huh. both varieties, I guess. Yep, yeah. Is both a sequel and a new show. As we mentioned in the preview podcast, we got our this weird, weird season where we have two Sells at Work anime. Sells at Work Power Hour. Sells at Work time. and the cooler Sells at Work. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no, plot twist, they're both super goobery because they're both still like edutainment shows. Well, I... I think that there's something to be... So, anyways, we were talking about Cells at Work, Season 2, and then it's spin-off, Cells at Work, Black. Code Black. Yes. Um, which, you know, if you haven't remembered, they, it is the anime that... It's anime Osmosis Jones. Um, <laughs> Ozzy and Drake. About, yeah, it's but about what if cell- Osmosis Jones had big guns? Yeah, okay, yeah, what, right, what if Osmosis more. Jones was hot, basically, which... And the sad truth is you could apply that to both of them, because both <gasps> of them are clearly doing a lot of waifu baiting. But, um... Who's the waifu in regular cells at work? Well, they introduce new ones like all the time, oh, you know. Like you had like right. the buff tomboy one. You had like the <laughs> the ara ara mommy made one. Yeah, I've seen a lot of fan art of Macro- Platelet Macro- Mom, Macro- who was a yeah. Oh yeah, the new one, Platelet two. Mom, a uh, Mega Karyosite. Oh, there was just Platelet like, Mom, uh, a shark toothed like Sukaban mommy. Okay, okay. Um, it's, oh, it's, okay. it's <laughs> yeah, 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 you, you hear me, right? You hear me. Um, and like, and like, because like in real biology, it's like one of the biggest cells in the body. So she's like fucking Amazonian. It's pretty good. Um, <laughs> so, um, I'm, I, I did not get a chance to watch these. I'm going to assume cells at work main line is pretty much the same it's exactly what you expect like exactly what you expect it's a cute op it's very charming the characters are all very you know they're they're quirky and cute and it's the same old same old like edutainment thing and i guess my question is 
like how different is black is it like actually serious or like well, no well it's weird black is interesting because in a lot of ways it, it is maybe the more interesting one like again if you told me ah the edgier bloodier gorier sexier spinoff i'd be like no thanks i'm good but the thing that black kind of does that's sort of i think maybe more interesting is that because it still has an edutainment angle but because of the stakes of living in an unhealthier body it almost feels a little bit more narratively driven than Cells at Work Vanilla, which is, like, purely episodic edutainment. Right. They don't um, have the luxury of just going about their business every day. They have yeah, to, like, yeah. <laughs> stay, and, stay know, alive. <laughs> right, and, like, you know, I, I mean, it still is kind of edutainment, though, in the sense of, like, you know, if Cells at Work Vanilla is, like, and see here, kids, this is how, like, digestion works. That's why you better eat nutritiously. And then, like, Cells at Work Black is like, Hey, fuckhead, this is what happens to your lungs if you smoke, you piece of shit. You want to do this to your body? Ha, huh, you fucking asshole. Look at your lungs. This is what happens to your lungs if you smoke, fucker. And... Uh, I gotta be honest. There's like a there's a, there's an appeal to that, honestly. Like to this like way more in your face. Like you know. I mean, to me, the big the big difference is is like that. Regular cells at work is a like work is fun show, and cells at work black is like I hate my job show. Yeah, like, like there's a there's there's a fantastic joke in episode one of Black where like. It's about these new red blood cells in their, like, job onboarding. So there's, like, the, like... Orientation video. Oh, there's the orientation the video. orientation video. Right, that has clearly been recorded, like, 20 years ago. I mean, they and, even have it in 4x3, so. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, you know, it's like, and this is the body you'll be working at. Be sure to say hello to so-and-so, you know? And it's like, everybody's, like, smiling and super happy. And then, of course, it, like, smash cuts to, you know the red blood cells actually working and the facility is like filthy you know there's like a bunch of clotting in the veins and <laughs> everybody's a fucking asshole like everybody you see in the video is like what those assholes are still using that video that thing's like 20 years old <laughs> so it's based on the inside of my body then yeah. uh, <laughs> same and yeah it's uh, it kind of it works i mean it's like it's it's not the it's still it is kind of still sells at work at its core, but just like the one twist that it adds to it does make it feel a little bit more fresh. I mean, it so, sells at work aimed at otaku, you know? Bigger tits, <laughs> more blood, and it's actually like, no, this is not what the body is like. This is what your body's like, you bastard. Yeah. Uh, so my big question is, are you guys going to keep watching both mm, of these? I... <laughs> I might, you know, like, I, I think it might just be interesting to compare the two throughout the season. Yeah, because like I liked cells at work, but that's a lot of cells at work. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, <laughs> every week I didn't finish season one of cells at work. Uh, yeah, I didn't finish season. At one At some either, point, I, I realized like two things. The first thing I realized is like this show isn't teaching me anything, even though it spends half of its runtime trying to teach me something. I don't remember anything, so it must be bad at teaching me things <laughs> which is a pretty I remember that macrophages like, are big 
Yeah, that's a pretty indicting measure against an edutainment show. The second thing is they had fucking cancer in episode five. What right. are they going <laughs> yeah, to yeah, do yeah, to yeah. top that? And then, like, <laughs> like, they had to, like, was... open it over the credits and everything. And, like, yeah, but that was, like, that, was, like, that was, like, minor cancer. That's, like, the cancer everybody literally has throughout their whole life, you know? Like, it's not still, how are you going to beat that? Like, the only thing I could come up with is AIDS, and that would be <laughs> depressing. Yeah, be a little dark, <laughs> I think. Um, how about, okay. Wait, wait, how, for the, a... wait for the coronavirus yeah, special. Sure. Um, I mean, they said that the, man- the manga is ending uh, soon, and the mm. final chapter will be coronavirus. The, the final boss. Yeah. 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 The final yeah, boss is coronavirus. Black's, Black's final arc that's is not o- coronavirus That's not okay! So. Yeah, that seems... I don't know. I mean, if, 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 one, of them was gonna do it, if one of them was going to do it, it is the edgier spinoffs. That's a fine line yeah. to walk. Oof. But, I mean, uh, I've, already, all right. I've already heard that at some point in the edgier spinoff, uh, there's a heart attack episode uh, in the manga... That's apparently super dark, so... I mean, I, I would believe it, but, uh... Yeah. I mean, again, it's like, as a, you know, as a curiosity, and in a season where I'm not finding a ton of other, like, standout highlights, I... I don't mind watching them both for now. Like, if it gets, you know, if my schedule gets busier, which it will, um... I will probably just stick with Black, just because it is the more... Interesting New... one. Yeah, yeah. But... I mean, take it like this. If you watched Cells at Work and you were like, hmm, you know what would be cool? If they went to the liver, you know, where the blood goes to be purified, and the liver was a strip club, I would oh, watch yeah. that. It's a hostess watch club. Cells at Work it's Black. a hostess <laughs> club. Definitely. <laughs> if you've played a Yakuza game, the liver is just Kamurocho. <laughs> yeah, there you go. All right. Let's keep moving. I then. wish my liver um... had Kiryu Kazuma inside. <laughs> I don't. Keeping, I don't know what that keeping means. Keeping me safe. Um, all right. Uh, finally, let's yeah, for sequels. Time let's for talk the about real king of winter twenty twenty one. V Star season two. Yeah. Uh, did you watch episode two? Season two. I wa- I watched epi- I watched episode two this morning, so I, <laughs> I'm caught up. Um, I I season one was just kind of like the it, last time on V Stars. Uh, you uh-huh. know, catch I mean, up episode. episode. One. But, um, I mean, that's but, yeah, season... that was something I wanted to mention for Log Horizon. You know, usually season twos of anime are wise enough to start with, like, a filler yeah. bit that reintroduces the characters. And <laughs> even if there is no such bit in the manga, they make something up. Like, right. yeah, and Beastars came out, like, barely over a year ago, too. Yeah. So it's, like... it's, it's been a while, so. I, uh, but, I don't know what you're talking is, about, Jell. Me as a <laughs> non-pirating anime person, I oh, only right. watched came, Beastars came out, like... on Netflix last year. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, of course. And it, yes, we're, we're all talking hypothetically about Beastars Season 2 right now, right? Yes. But, uh, uh, <laughs> no, Episode 2, though, is when, like, okay, now this is the direction we're, we're going to go. Episode 2 is the one that cracks his knuckles and is like, alright, fuckers, <laughs> now it's time for Beastars. <laughs> Look, it's 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 hard it's hard it's gonna be hard to talk about this without spoiling things too much, but um, you know, back back in season one, we made a lot of comparison to the Yakuza games, and uh, I feel like I feel like that's not changing in, in this at least in this point. But uh, oh man, I I in some way like I didn't necessarily see where where they were going with uh with Lewis, but um. Also, not terribly surprised when they did the reveal. I'm like, oh yeah, that makes sense. This arc is where Lewis really starts to come into his own as a character. Um, it's, um, it's a lot. It's a lot. To where we on. go from here, I have no idea. Well, but, they um, they spelled it out. Lewis is going. To, I mean, not Lewis. Uh, Lagosi is going to find Temp's killer. Yeah, that's all. 
I, I, yeah, we get to see some of yep, his amazing detective work yeah. in, in this episode. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, the ghost he will use his pure heart and his deviant body to uh, yes. solve the crime. I, for one, look forward to a detective show led by the dumbest person in the universe. <laughs> so I continue to love that everybody misinterprets Lugosi's, like, bold audacity, or, or his stupidity for bold audacity. Right. Like, oh, wow, Lugosi, what a... The willpower emanating from him, and it's... And he's just like, I'm just trying to do my laundry, man. God, yeah. So, um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I will. I'm sure we'll talk plenty about this moving forward. But let's just say, if you were into B stars, uh, I guess uh, you know, buckle up your seatbelts. Oh you know, yeah, st- God. Strap yourself in. We're uh, we're in it, man. It's. Uh, I'm very much looking forward to it. Uh, moving forward, for uh, sure. I mean, uh, Jell, as someone who hasn't read the manga <laughs> after episode two, do you have any clearer idea of what a B star is? No. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's a thing that exists. <laughs> Um, and, uh, yeah, I guess we're gonna see if, uh, Lugosi ends up going down that path. Like, they, they've come oh, up with Jesus the most roundabout Christ. way to put him in this position, I feel like, but, uh... Oh, I know who should be our next B-star! We'll have one of the students solve this murder, not the police! <laughs> that makes perfect sense. Uh, I mean, uh, as a very wise plumber once said, you know, the police doesn't solve crimes. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, yeah. Man. All right. It's... We'll we'll have plenty to say about that in the future, I'm <laughs> yeah. sure. So yeah, it'll we'll... be a lot of fun. It's uh, I think I think as Eero and I have, yes. have alluded to, season two is very strong. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yep. There's a lot to look forward to here. All right. Let's um let's get to some new shows. Yeah. So uh-huh. um there were. Like I said, I think it's going to be a bit divisive because I actually liked some of these things, uh, but uh, so did I. We'll sure. get into that, and let's kick off new shows with Other Side Picnic. Uh, I had pitched this as uh, lesbian ghost hunters on the preview show. <laughs> I mean, while, kinda. Well, technically, I don't think they're ghosts per se. Uh, they're urban legends, like right. Um, I get major inspector vibes from this show. Yes, because they're hunting down like weird stuff that spreads on the internet, but it's actually I've, real. I've seen more than one description of this show referred to as them hunting creepy pasta. I mean, yes, basically, <laughs> yes, pretty much. Like, so the idea is, other side picnic is a show about uh, two college age uh, ladies who uh, occasionally venture into this this uh, other world which looks a lot like the setting from Dead Stranding um, and they basically go and hunt like creepypasta slash urban legends slash unknowable eldritch horrors that cause trouble in the real world something or another but basically they're just kind of into it for like shits and giggles like they just want to have fun and find out new stuff and hunt down these weird uh mirror cubes that they can like they found they have their mad scientist friend who will pay them for those so it is like surprisingly low-key while on the other hand also introducing some like genuinely creepy stuff like if you right, like, like if... like if you like the movie annihilation this is sort of that, but also with like cute anime girls. 
I don't I don't remember that movie actually, but um, it's very the, good. Yeah the uh, the mood the mood of the show is kind of interesting because most of the time it's pretty chill. Um, with the girls just kind of hanging out and teasing each other as they uh, you know, try to figure out what their next move is here, and then it gets fairly serious once they have to actually confront whatever <laughs> situation is going on. Um, and it, it, it does it does uh I, I, it does look pretty nice too, like it's surprisingly well animated. It is a, like, it is a weird combination because it's a combination between light films some... and a CG company. So all the like close ups oh, are yeah. hand drawn but like all of the long shots with them just like walking right. through this desolate CG. environment yeah. is clearly CG. Like, uh, yeah. There's some like cartoony animation stuff thrown in and stuff during the fun parts and yeah. whatnot, which But it definitely has like uh, extreme we made do vibes going on here. <laughs> <Like>, we outsourced <laughs> yeah. like half of the, the, the stuff to like the CG studio. Yeah, or like um, we accidentally outsourced them to the CDC, CG, CG studio, and then when they came back, it was like, wait a second, this is CG. Yeah, you know, just leave it, and no one's gonna notice. Like <laughs> something like yeah. that. Like it is not as organic as something like Dorohedoro, for example. Like, right. Right. Um. So I I liked episode one. I think I liked episode two more. Like I felt like the. I don't know. I feel like the stunt they pulled in episode two with the, like the mm-hmm. sort of unreliable narrator trick thing. It was like, oh, okay, we're. I have a little more confidence that the author yeah. knows what they're doing here. So it's it's very much that kind of like I've heard people call it Lynchian. I think that is a bit over the top <laughs> because I mean this is still anime we're talking about. Yeah, right. But it is sort of that kind of like 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 unknowable monsters that like mess with your mind and like oh no i'm looking at this person and they're in front of me though actually they're behind me and and like messing with the laws of reality in order to defeat the monster but we that can kind still, of stuff but we can still always kill them by shooting them in the head with our gun yes, <laughs> yes once once you've exposed their weak point you can uh right we also just them. have guns like you <laughs> yeah, know the infamously hard to obtain in japan guns <laughs> well they said they found them in the other world right yeah. they're just like laying around uh they met the one guy uh, who had an even bigger gun in episode two. Uh, I mean, a thing but... I also like about this show is that it is a Yuri show that is not like where Yuri is like the only thing about it. Like if you compare this to Adachi and Shimamura, Bloom Ugh. into You, these are like straight romance shows. Whereas this is like, yeah, we can have like a, a lesbian couple who fall in love, but we can also be There's... about other things, you know. Well, the, the, like the romantic tension is sort of the uh, the like the side story, right? Thing. Yes, right. But, but it is still like yeah. it is like legitimately a, a, a I think it is even published in a Yuri magazine. So like it is actually like Yuri, but it is not you know that is not the main focus, and it, I. I mean that's good because you know when you don't right. when you no longer put that stuff in the like corner of romance you also normalize it as like right like you know these are other people like, who can do other stuff aside from you know being in love and falling in right, love right like and that kind of stuff. right the other shows you mentioned like that's like the whole show is them obsessing in their heads over right. their relationships right where this is like that's just a piece of it and right. the, the the main thrust is we're hunting these weird not ghost things but yeah um but yeah i I thought it was pretty solid and i'm i will 
keep an eye on that one for now. We'll give it. We'll at least give it the three episode test. Indeed. So we're on episode two now. So hopefully they can uh, pull that one off. All right. Tell me about the Let's second move one, along though, to. Uh, I'm pretty sure I'm the depends, only person that watched this. Depending on what you say today, I may or may not start watching this show. Okay, so we're we're going to talk about Hortensia Saga. You know, there's some kind of anime trash that only I end up watching when it when, it, when it's titled right, Hortens but... something like Hortensia Saga. Then yeah, <laughs> it definitely so... gives me some like real fucking low rent ps1 jrpg vibes like it's yeah. specifically it specifically sounds like like a like one of those like low budget steam rpgs where you're like dungeon Online crawling RPG but maker. also doing horticulture like it's rest, <laughs> like like it's room factory or something so it's room factory uh, yeah. might be more interesting than what this anime is but... no this is um so okay so the, this caught my attention because it's anime fantasy that's not isekai and there are no video game mechanics whatsoever Wow. Um, it, this is just straight up anime medieval fantasy, wow. some real Fire Emblem ass, uh, uh, you know, sword fighting and uh-huh. guys with big shoulder pads uh-huh, talking uh-huh. about politics type of... Okay. Uh, politics, you say? If I marry these two, can I get Gale Force? That's the, the, that's basically where they're going, if we're being honest. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, the actual, the actual premise of the show is... Um, there's a there's a coup at the capital and uh, the the young oh. princess is whisked away from uh, you know to return another day and in the meantime she's uh, posing as a boy and uh-huh, being raised right. by one of her retainers this is a fucking, or something like mid eighties light novel like <laughs> type yeah. thing like I don't know man this is so yeah mid eighties like, no, light novel or twenty tens young adult novel look <laughs> it is like here's the thing though like my <laughs> My my initial thought is like, wow, this is some like real generic anime fantasy, yeah, like a no Filena or whatever, like right. But then I'm like, these, but also these things don't get made anymore. That's, that, <laughs> is, that is true. I'll grant you that. Like, like anything in this realm is always going to be isekai or have the have like the video game angle on it, right? But I mean, come on, Joe. The thing I guess we got to ask is like, is it good? <laughs> yeah. Like, is it does that even is that enough to justify it? Like. I mean, I yeah okay. So look, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and lie to you and tell you like this is some like amazing revelation of uh, of, of or something like that. But I don't know. I I, I was probably just I'm probably maybe I'm just in the mood for this. I don't know. But I don't know. Maybe we should just is... like I don't know, man. Fuck it. Maybe we should all just go back and like watch that Arslan Saga anime. Hey, like, you know, I'm that's... look. I, since maybe... ever since we finished Legends of Heroes, I fucking thought about it. Maybe that's a better use of our time. Yeah, I don't know it, what it you're talking it. about, G. Everything that is old and is not made anymore obviously deserves to come back. Just look at the Zeppelin or incest anime. Oof. <laughs> yeah, Ow, so... Um, uh, yeah, I don't know... I, I liked episode one more than episode two, which is a bad <laughs> It's never a good sign. sign. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, but, you know, like I said, I, I think I, I might have just been in the mood for the anime fantasy thing and this was a pretty competent version of it uh-huh. uh episode two <clears throat> how can i put it uh-huh i guess specifically there's like this maid character oh, and there's like a mascot character oh, that's really annoying <laughs> oh good and they get a lot of screen time in episode it, you know, two. Oh, great. That that, way. this does literally sound like a low budget J- ps1 jrpg yeah, i was just about to say gel nothing stopping you from just playing another tales game there must have been one you haven't played yet uh well 
I'm still playing a lot of Genshin Impact, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I I don't know if I've ever even actually finished a Tales game. To be honest, I've tried, and then like I, they. I... They they don't keep my interest through the for the entire. We don't uh, we don't need to get into this, but as but someone yes, who that's, has, that's a who whole has completed story. a few of the Tales JRPGs, I will say that yes, they definitely scratch that itch of like, I just want to play a video game where kids go on adventures yep. and uh-huh. fight God or something. I feel like I feel like this is more like Fire Emblem style, right? Like you talking about like deposed royalty on the y- run yeah, with their most loyal retainers, like Yon of the Dawn to, like, or something. Like. Yeah, have to like recruit their like you know. They're Squad. a band of merry men who will lead the, you know... Right, yeah. This the, the, I feel like it's more in that yeah. realm than the, the Tales realm, which is much more anime I mean, anime, the real anime. way to tell is when the next episode airs, can you immediately tell which character the, the cast meets is going to be the next person they recruit? Because they look... <laughs> Like a normal, attractive anime character. Oh, we already not, had that. I think like, in episode one. That's so, every anime. G. <laughs> I, I think we already had that. I think we we've had that Christ. like right off the bat in episode sure, one. Okay. You're like, okay, this guy's got the 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 Fire Emblem general design. Yeah. He's he's gonna be the one that you can either recruit or you have to kill him later or something. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so. Uh, anyway, it, it, it they just scratched a certain itch, I guess, for me. Maybe that's the best way of putting it. Sure, I don't hey, know if I would necessarily say that. it's yeah, all that great. But <sighs> I'll, I'll give I'll give it the three episodes and see how it goes. So it's uh, a mediocre Fire Emblem game. In yay. other words, a Fire <laughs> Emblem game. <laughs> yes. Uh, all right. Um, let's talk about Heaven's Design Team. Sure. I think only another one. Gel I'm pro- well. This. Yeah, this sounded yeah. like a gel ass gel show. <laughs> I I'll say this ended up being a little more edutainment than I was expecting, oh, or yeah? at least trying. I, I kind of see what but, you mean, yeah. Like they have their like, like like there, there's some there's some like de- there's some pretty decent jokes, but like there is also a lot of explaining weird facts about animals, sure. including like a a very specific. You know, animals in real life segment where they show photos of their animal and oh, explain boy. how quality right, like it's that kind of show. Seems kind of shitty right. to have that and then explicitly position it as like creationism. It is not Eurocom. I mean, it's not creationism. No, come on. Yeah, I know. Like I'm you're kidding. actually getting people getting like people getting on this show's case for advocating creationism <laughs> is no. Just it's, no. Yeah. It's clearly <laughs> it's clearly a premise for a joke. Yes, yes. It's a com- I, mean, I mean they they use um <laughs> They use Galapagos Island as their testing ground. Yes, I <laughs> all right. And like, oh, right. I, I do, okay. I, I do enjoy the joke of like, oh, God is just like a fickle freelance client. Like, <laughs> he just like comes to the design team and is like, design an animal with a long neck that can eat the leaves off the top of trees. Do it. I'm not going to give you any other like right. requisites. I'm not going to give you any reference <laughs> images to work with. You just have to figure it out. So they, they make different variations that, you know, ultimately end up on a giraffe or something. Right. Like, they start with, like, a long-necked deer and it just, like, dies. Instantly. Right, or, like, like oh, we're gonna, of... you know, make a horse <laughs> that can fly, but turns oh, out yeah. that, like, to make a horse that could fly, you would have to be, like, well, ridiculously jacked or whatever. That, that, that was my favorite joke, was the, the old man who designed the horse, like, centuries ago, but, and, and it was, like his masterpiece and, and he, he is clearly like, just coasting on that one he's just redesigning design. the horse over and yeah, over again. yeah every one of his designs is just a variation of a horse it's really good honestly so, it's like you you've seen this a million times like oh the old timer at the workplace who like 
he did something really special for the company like 10 years ago and like it earned him a lot of goodwill but (laughs) did did you watch episode two g I did not watch episode two. No. Okay. Now yeah. I'm just reminded of like Shirobako, where you'll have like the old dude at the animation department who is really good at animating horses. You know, it's kind of like it, that a little. It's kind of like that, yeah. <laughs> uh, but you um, know, it's like you know, you have the, the joke of like ah, the different designers all have their own like weirdo priorities. Like one of them primarily concerned is concerned about how good the animal tastes. They're basically Big Boss from Metal Gear Solid Three. Um, you know, the, another one is like, you know, you have like the gir- the weirdo goth girl and her whole thing is like, she makes really weird animals. Oh. And initially you're like, how strange. But then it's like, but actually biology does get that strange sometimes, you know, Just look at this platypus or something. I get the feeling yeah. my um, suspension of disbelief would break for the show if there wasn't at least one member of the design team who just puts huge knockers on everything. <laughs> You know, I don't think they're quite going in. Well, that in angle, in in, but... in episode two, the goth girl is like, "Yeah, let's throw more penises on this thing." Uh, oh, okay, never part. mind then. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> entertainment. Uh, uh... So yeah, I mean, the the humor is pretty solid. I felt very similar about this, the, the kind of the same way I felt about cells at work, though, where it's like, do I want to watch? I think for me, the difference is, like, I don't think this one... episodes of The this, reason but... I don't think this has as much legs as uh, even Cells at Work is, like... I don't even think the execution is necessarily as good. Like, for better or worse, Cell, like, Cells at Work is a very well-produced show. Like, it's well-animated. It has a nice style. Like, there's a very, like, strong presentation aesthetic to it that I right. feel like the show doesn't even quite nail. Well, the, and... Heaven's Design, I, I, guess, I guess more so the, like, Maybe the edutainment angle, but but Heaven's Design Team is definitely like a straight up gag series. Like yeah, it's, and I think... it's not like there's no like even episode to episode. There's no plot. It's just segments right, of right. It, it is purely like that. Kind here's of this. Show. Here's our here's our design process for this animal, and then you know move on to the next one. Yeah, and also but, I uh... will admit that I think I have laughed more talking about the show here than I actually did watching it. I think for better or worse, it is not only is it a gag show, but it's the kind of gag show where somebody shows something weird and then the rest of the cast goes, eh. Ah, it's Nietzsche Joe. Uh, <laughs> hey no, now. Hey now. Hey, that is. No. <laughs> Nietzsche Joe also had the fucking muscle power of some of the world's greatest animators working on it, so. Yeah, no, and, but, uh, I, and again, that's, I think. You know, I, I, uh, you know, I, I enjoy that stuff, but uh, I understand that that is not everybody's cup well, of tea. Well, I, I, I don't mind. Um, well, I think it's just that it felt like the, every joke was kind of just that for you know better or worse, right? Like they introduced the straight man character whose like sole purpose is just to be like, "What? That's crazy!" And right. it's like, "All right, man, it's yeah, <laughs> we get it." Um, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't like. I agree in general that I don't know if it really has the legs to carry for an entire maybe this is another should have been a short thing right yeah i think so give us one segment for you know the one animal or something and we can move on with our lives but um yeah but i mean it was it was it had its moments for sure uh there were a couple good jokes in it and um you know i'll i'll see if it holds my attention past another episode or so or two all right um 
Did, did anyone else watch this one too, or am I the only one on this? Uh, I'm, I'm gonna guess. Who's it gone to the long overdue continuation of Stars Align, except this time yes. it's volleyball. Yeah. So okay, we're talking about um, I guess two, four, three Saiyan high school boys volleyball team, <laughs> Kingdom Hearts oh volleyball team, two hundred eighty-five <laughs> over two days. Right. Um. So if. A lot of people compare this to Stars Align, which I think is fair if you want to establish the tone of the show, I guess. It sure. is it is more in the let's deal with our personal problems thing than necessarily the sports angle, although there is some sports to it. Um, I've only seen the one episode, so I can't really pass a whole lot of judgment yet. I would just say this feels like... Uh, Better executed, but less ambitious. If we if we are going to go with the stars align hmm. comparison, um, you know it's it's basically just the the one you, you get the kind of one uh, super serious guy who only cares about winning volleyball with the the you know the the school he has moved to where the volleyball team is a bunch of slackers mm-hmm. and then you know dealing with that. So far, there has not really been any, uh, you know, domestic abuse or. Um, <laughs> is there is there of... a girl who always tags along with them to just dunk on all of the guys in the team? Um, I don't think so. Well, I'm trying to remember. I feel like somebody's. Line. <laughs> I feel like somebody's sister or something showed up at some point, but yeah, so far no. We haven't. They haven't really gotten into anybody except the main two guys so far. This is also probably maybe like ten percent more gay than Stars Align, but uh, that's a lot. That's that's surprisingly more, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's. Um... I feel like there's a lot more uh, open blushing in this one, I mean, but um... sure. but honestly, given that Stars Align had an openly non-binary character and the letters LGBT appear on screens, that's impressive. Yes. <laughs> they, they, well, they well they have yeah, <laughs> they they haven't gone they haven't gone to that length unfortunately yet, mm-hmm. but um. Like I said, I feel like it's maybe less ambitious with what it's trying to do, but it Stars Align was also a mess. Like whether it be for <laughs> well, valid you know, production maybe, reasons or maybe otherwise. this show will at least be allowed to finish on its own terms, right? Right. So at the very least, I feel like they have they ha- it feels like they have a story that they're going to be able to like properly pace out and tell, um, and. You know, maybe, uh, you know, one of the things that I remember we did criticize Stars Align for is trying to pick up too many plot threads, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they were always bouncing around to, like, you know, every kid on the team and, you know... Had a traumatic kind of, Had their own super real-ass right. shit yeah. going on. So, so maybe focusing on, you know, just, you know, the main characters or whatever will is the better plan, but... Mm. You know, I th- but you know that all said, I thought it was pretty good. If you liked Stars Align and that type of you know mood they were going for, that tone that they were going for, this is probably going to be right up your alley on it. It's so the, I'm, it's I'm the might... opposite of cute girls doing cute things. It's sad boys doing sad sports. <laughs> yes, basically. So I yeah, I might I might give it another episode or two. We'll we'll see on that one. All right. Let's go to uh, Horimiya. The other, the other show that we didn't preview, <laughs> um, Horimiya. I had, I did, hadn't include, I didn't include this on our preview because it sounded like it's just some generic romance anime type thing. It kind of is. It kind of is. A, but are they going to commit a heist? Are they going to steal a train? I wish. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it kind of is. 
Um, but it, it, it does a few things slightly different. Probably the main thing being people are actually discuss their problems rather sure. than... Wow. I, would, I would actually argue the main thing is like just like the execution. It's just a well-made show with natural acting characters, good performances, nice directing. Um, and Right. Yeah, but I mean, part of, the natural, part of the natural part is like people actually right, addressing right. their problems. People and not, acting like, you know, responsible... Like, casual human people beings who just like, right. hang out and then and, and whatever yeah but you were going to mention a specific conflict that ensues in episode one i'm assuming uh <laughs> which conflict are you talking no, about is it like the thing at the end where it's like you know oh there's a there's a misunderstanding and then they actually bring it up and they talk about it and they're like friends again oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i mean i right. think that was what you were alluding to yeah, like that. That would have taken like eight, uh, like eight episodes and another Kibidi <laughs> Todoke or something, <laughs> right? Like of the of the character be like, oh, are they mad at me? What what's happening? Why aren't they talking to me? And it, it kind of happens a little bit again. Well, <laughs> I don't know if you watched episode two yet. Not yet, no. But uh, there's another similar kind of thing that happens in episode two where it gets resolved by the end of the episode. But yeah, they're 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 the main couple's relationship feels just a lot more natural, like they're normal people. I would say the really probably the weakest point to me was the actual like quote unquote hook of the show. Right. So the hook is that you know you have uh, Hori who is like at school she's a very outgoing, popular, fashionable girl, while at home she's very homely and domestic, and she like wears comfortable clothes and she does a lot of housework and then there's the boy mia or miyamoto i think his name is miyamura yeah right uh that like who's a, a complete like loner nerd at school but at home he's like a super flashy delinquent with tattoos and piercings so that's like the the premise you know like oh right that's like the that's like that. twice on over like right. well i think i think they're going for the you know you know, not every people aren't what they look like. Yeah. You know, uh -huh, everybody uh -huh. has different. Uh, you know, I mean, in that, faces in that regard, it sort of reminds me of Toradora. Yeah, a little bit, but I, I feel like I feel like that becomes kind of irrelevant this very quickly. Yeah, to... <laughs> like, like they just start hanging out, and then it just like they just start hanging out, yeah. and it's like, oh well, that's a right. thing, yeah. and then they move on with their lives. I mean, I and, also can't yeah. really see any plot stemming from this premise. Like, it, there really isn't much of one. Yeah, like yeah, like the you, only the only time it's like, like okay, it's, it's yeah, kind of just... gonna get in trouble yeah. because of his tattoos and his piercings, and well, that's, that's, the, that's like the only thing they ends. yeah <laughs> they went for was like he has to wear his like full sleeve jersey in gym class because he can't he has to hide his tattoos or whatever uh but yeah i mean otherwise though i you know this kind of stuff's catnip for me so you know that's <laughs> uh -huh. i i'm i'm all aboard on it uh but it is but at the end of the day it is kind of a just a romance slice of life romance show. show it's yeah. just very well executed i guess what i what i'm interested in i i was looking up I couldn't quite figure out what was going on with the the manga because it looks like, if, from what Wikipedia is telling me, it ran from 2007 to 2011. Yeah, it's pretty okay, old. So, like, and then somebody like immediately redid it or something. It was a web comic uh, for several years, and then <clears throat> sorry, swallowed water wrong. 
it was a webcomic for several years, and then that ended, and then they it got like a quote unquote proper manga adaptation that is still running. But is like the story over? Uh, I guess, yeah. Or are they still of the, of the like adapting. original original version? Uh, right. Is my understanding. Uh, right, because the original version is actually just called like Hori and Miyamura or something, right. and then they they retitled rebranded it as Hori Mia. Um, so I guess with any of these things, like I I, will, I want to know is the story done or not because I feel like that has a huge impact on how the anime uh-huh. you know ends or wraps up or whatever. Are we actually going to get somewhere with all this? Um, and yeah, I don't know. We'll have to see, but. So far, I really loved the first two episodes. Yeah. If you're into, if you're into this you know, kind of thing, it is top top tier. Yeah. If you're into, of you know, genre. just like slice of life, people hanging out, people just like having a having a relatively good time together, <laughs> domestic life, that kind of stuff. This one uh, will be right up your alley. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. The all right. I've been having of, too much sort fun. Of stuff that gives G a heart attack. Unlike the next show, <laughs> I'm, I'm. Yeah, I was gonna say I've been having too much fun. So let's talk about X Arm. <laughs> I, I, I just have to revisit this after we talked about <laughs> the future of Flip. anime is here, guys. Oh boy! Like, like my expectations were so low, and they've somehow managed Dude, to exceed. This kind of fucking show is why, like, you know, like people know that I tend to be maybe the most anti CG guy on the chat, and like. For every, like, B-Stars and Doro Hidoro out there that's like, you know what, actually, like, I think they can make CG anime work as long as, you know, because at the end of the day, it's a tool set. It's about how you use it. Then something right. like X-Arm comes along, and I'm <laughs> like, oh, right, this is why I fucking hate anime CG. Like, it's... I feel like even by anime CG standards, this was... Dude, this shit looks worse than, like, Ruby Season 1. This like... has got to be... This has got... Yeah, like, I've I've seen, like... MMD music videos from like t- 2009. Yeah, dude, I've seen like fan on average videos like, look I've better seen... <laughs> than this. I mean, this looks worse than like the stuff Monty Aum did before Ruby, and that's like 20 sure, years yeah, ago. Sure, yeah, you know, point. yes, I would agree. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Because you know, f- because it was like not not only was the the animation bad, and the, you get the whole uncanny value thing, but. Even like the directing and like the shot, the, nobody had any concept of shot oh, composition yeah. or like, anything. It's... Like there was, there was one, there was one shot. I don't know why this. This was one very small. I'm gonna just get petty here. And <laughs> there was one very just like small thing that just drove me crazy. Where there was one shot where the main android girl is like in the the duct with the brain computer thing. Oh yeah. And she's talking for like thirty seconds, and. The way the camera is, like, the brain thing is blocking her mouth. Oh. And, like, and I'm just sitting there, like, just rotate the camera, like, five God. degrees. It's CG! You can do that! Like, <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, that's the whole point of right, CG. Right, like, that's the thing, right? Just, like, rotate like, the camera you're, five you're degrees. You're gonna use CG. The whole point of using CG is you have the same consistent model in every shot. You can <laughs> adjust and so the there's, camera. And so there's, like, 30 seconds of almost no motion on the screen because her mouth is being blocked God. by the computer. I thought you were gonna talk about, like, the other shot of, like, the superimposed, like, fucking still of the ghost dude, like... <laughs> sliding over onto the android girl or how about the shot of her like the android girl carrying the other girl and running and the other dude like bursts out the door and is running behind them and it just like there's also the shot where the dude is talking to his 
brother or something, and the brother's just normal 2D. He's 2D and, like, actually looks like an okay, right. like, and, anime and then character. And CG staying directly next to him. It is, like, it like, it like, a, like, like a visual novel cutscene. It's, like, even worse than, um, what was it, Ko- uh, K- K- Koto, fuck, uh, Iro, the uh, the magnificent, the magnificent Kotobuki. Right, the magnificent Kotobuki, like which also had the issue of like the two D segments, the few that were there, like immediately jarred with the CG. But this dud did it like this is next level, a million times worse. And this is the one. This is the show that was supposed to be like the revolution in cinematics or whatever, right? Like it's the, the one they that talked had, a big like, talked a big game on this. Right, like, had twenty seventy seven of anime. <laughs> right, nice. like it had zero like people who have ever worked in anime ever, and boy, it fucking shows. But like that's a, the weird thing is like even by the standards of like a live action production, this would still look awful. So it's like yeah. There's no context yeah, that would make like, I mean, let's be honest here. Even if this was animated by Kyoto Animation or Bones, it would still suck balls because the plot is complete bullshit. I mean, whatever. Like, I, you know, like as someone who enjoyed No Guns Life, like, I can enjoy just, like, fucking, like... You, you could have pulled that. Like, the plot wasn't great, but whatever. you could have pulled it off. I mean, like, my point being, like, if, if, if you had Bones animate a two-minute-long segment of an android girl double-fisting rifles and taking down a bunch of, like, dudes in, like, this one uncut shot... That would be pretty badass. Yeah, sure. Right. But the way they do it in this show is like so hilariously bad. Okay. It's... Yeah, even the even the and it's like they they went too far on the fight choreography. Oh, yeah, that's the thing I wanted to bring up. Like the fight choreography. Like if this was well directed, those fights could have been almost cool. Sure. Yeah. Definitely. Like the like <laughs> constant spinning camera. Oh uh, gosh. Like. Yeah, they, they like went. As I feel like they spent the entire like planning stage choreographing the fight sequence, and then like, oh, we have to do everything else. And yeah, then... it's, it's quickly it's just... do this, guys, and we'll rotoscope over it. It'll look great. Yeah, oh boy, it's just so, a, it's a really baffling production because I'm I'm almost shocked that. That they released it, to be honest. And yeah. that Crunchyroll actually promotes this. I mean, on some level... Well, they don't really like, promote you know, it. It's just, I think it's a little bit like video games, right? Of, like, even if you know the video game you're working on is bad and, like, needs, like, another year of time, like... Sometimes the, the number crunchers, right? Just the suits decide, like, fuck it. Like, yeah. put it out there because, like... Even, it, even, if, even if people like me watch it for the sake of seeing the train wreck factor, right, I'm still getting like, a click on it. Crunchy roll will log that as a statistic, you know? Right. Like, uh, of course, I won't watch episode two or no, more after like, that, but... And they probably don't expect you to at this point, but it's like the work is already Maybe that's just cutting done. their Honestly, losses. Honestly, I would like yeah. to check in on like episode nine of this and see if it has fallen apart even more. Oh, by the way, like, speaking of episode two, have you guys seen the screenshot um, of I the have kiss? Not. Oh man! Oh, oh god! I'm posting. I'm posting it in the Discord right now. Okay. Oh, Live reaction. I need, I need your guys' fresh reaction. <laughs> wait. Wh- wait. What? <laughs> they censored it. Can't show this in my they Christian censored anime. The kiss? Yeah. <laughs> the they put the. They girls, put the. The two girls kiss in episode two, and they put the fucking JoJo they put light the ray flash. Of light? Yeah, right on the. 
<laughs> they put the hot springs uh, steam uh, on it. Good news, Jelly found the podcast header image. <laughs> oh, I get. Yep, I, I'm committed now. How oh, likely so are the good. odds that they just censored this because they didn't want to like animate a kiss because they knew right, it would like garbage? Just like clip together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mouth clipping. Right, that's like Mass Effect One level, like. Right, like, having to show two CG models' mouths clipping into each other, is it just easier to censor it? <laughs> oh, oh, it's so good. God. It's so good. What, like, what a what a disaster. Like, Ugh. I don't know, like, Aqua, you say you want to watch episode 9. I, it's, I don't want to hate watch this. I don't have the time for it, but man. Oh, no, I don't want to anime... keep watching it. I just want right. to check out on episode like, 9 oh, to see. If like... this anime keeps giving us screenshots like this, I don't know, man. It might be worth it, but... <laughs> Uh, I, I, I want uh, Sakaga blog to cover. This. I was just about to say we oh, should come up with like the opposite of Sakaga blog, like <laughs> a, a, a blog that only exists to, like post screenshots of like shit. I mean, there anime. is a Gohan's show airing uh, this yeah. season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, didn't watch. we didn't even watch that, but uh, uh, somehow, so... somehow the Gohan's anime might not be the worst looking anime of the season. Yeah. thanks to Exarm. I saw and... some clips of it, and it almost looked co- like average and not horrible but wow. um i mean go ahead this problem anyway. has always been art design and not necessarily oh i i they've had some animation problems too. oh i know that's i've what, watched k but <laughs> yeah no yeah well that that's more up and down but yes the art design is always atrocious anyway x-arm is a is a train wreck as expected i will say and some... i will say i feel bad i i looked it up turns out this actually is a manga adaptation yeah and yeah, like, it is. Man, I thought Golden Kamui had it bad. Yeah, I feel, imagine being this mangaka. <laughs> like, I don't even know if the manga is good, but it doesn't deserve to be done this fucking dirty. <laughs> like, I did look at, like, some of the volume covers, and I was like, oh, this looks all right, you know, in the sense yeah, of, Yeah, like, the, the, I've seen, you know, like, because I think, I think they had the, the... The art in the ED, I think, is by the original... Yeah, I think they artist. had the, the artist do like some promo and art like, and stuff, and then, like, that looks pretty good. Oh, yeah, it's perfectly serviceable, like perfectly fine. Yeah, art. And they and just then... butchered it. <laughs> like it's, it's uh, sad. I just, you know, I, is... I just wonder how they feel, you know, because you probably can't say anything, right? You probably signed a contract that says you can't just like, or you know, just Japanese yeah. politeness prevents you from just shit talking this anime. But this is like uh, the scene in Girlish Number when they do the trailer for. Um... Oh god. The fake anime, uh, whatever it was called, uh, uh, Millennium Princess Cross Calvin Overlord. Yes, <laughs> yes, uh, and they're all like shocked at how bad it looks. <laughs> Except this actually looks worse than. Yeah. Uh, uh, shout out to girlish number, but uh. um, all right, let's let's move on. All right, let's move on. To Good something. riddance to that show. Let's talk about Back Arrow. Uh, I think Back you mean Arrow. Baka Yoro. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking God, hell. this show is stupid. <laughs> Uh, it's show really dumb. So oh, this show's so fucking I'm dumb as hell, and I think I like it. I, I okay. So first of all, you know, yeah. as predicted, this is some like janky early two thousands, early to mid two thousands. I mean, uh, I think you hit on the head when you said it has gun X sword energy. Like, yes. Yeah. I was gonna See. say this. Like, this hangs out at the same like cafeteria table as like scryed. <laughs> it's just right crying, it's yeah. it's it's in that um oh God. yeah they're all they're all friends yes <laughs> um just i think that totally wasn't that also gartanaguchi <laughs> I don't know, so, maybe, but it's just like that same. I like, think it group was of, actually. Like, I think it was. I like, think that same, I was same group of just like gleefully self-aware dumbasses. Just it's it's uh yeah. I think that's also Goro Tanaguchi actually. <laughs> but 
Okay, so um, I feel like episode two is. Uh, did you guys watch episode yeah. two? Yeah. Okay, I feel like that's where like it got really weird. There was just some like just random stuff happening. Um, and, like uh-huh. <laughs> my favorite was when the village is getting destroyed, and the guy like it's like I'm gonna go hide in the well, and Back Arrow is just sleeping in the well He's for some reason. There, yeah. <laughs> Or like, uh. or like the shot of like you know like the the uh, the shit heel punk kid's house got destroyed in episode one, and so Back Arrow builds him a new house, except it's just like two oh. sticks and a tarp. Yeah. Yeah, and a when that gets destroyed, to. anyways, the kid is still like, no, not my house again. Right. Um, I, I preferred episode two, honestly. I think like, the, yeah, I feel like there was a lot more personality in episode yeah. two, whereas one was kind of like bog standard, uh, you know, set up for one of these. Yeah. yeah, types of shows. Um, <laughs> the, the other part I liked in episode two was uh, when he gets picked up by the uh, the fancy researcher guy yeah. and, and Shuby. He just gets bored of him talking and just punches him in yeah, the face. So it's very. It's just like they're really just. I mean, it, this is like the most fucking like you know Nakashima ass character, right? Of just like good hearted idiot. Like taken to its like most extreme. Yeah, it's like like, like I, back arrow is so dumb. He's almost like a barely sentient human being. I, like, I, yeah, <laughs> he's, he's he's a talking plot device, right? Yeah. Like you just sort of vaguely point him in the direction of the plot, and he'll go do his thing. Uh, but yeah, it, it, it it's it's got some eccentricities to it. Yeah. Like um, <laughs> the other thing uh, with the the one. Uh, the one woman is the sheriff of the village, owned, but there's like... another. But it's not the one that's dressed like a sheriff. Uh, right, yeah. Oh yeah. Um, well, I don't think anybody in that show is dressed like. Yeah, the, the, the other, the other, the other girls, the, the screamed sheriff to me personally. But uh, yes, anyway, yes. Um, I think, I think my opinion is going to be shaped by what happens in episode three, which. I feel like hmm. I don't know if you saw the title of episode three, but kind of gives away what's going to happen. Yeah. They're going to get their Daigurin uh, yeah. giant yeah. Uh, space. Yeah. And I, I think that's going to really set the tone for what the show actually is, mm-hmm. which uh, I think is going to be a you know adventure to the wall type of thing with the whole town. Yeah. Um, which could set us up for some you know episodic stops along the way. That I'm is sure, or whatever. what I am fully expecting. Right. I mean, it seems like Sunrise is betting pretty big this on this Sunrise. One or no, shit, not Sunrise, my bad. Um, I couldn't even tell you what's you. It's like Well, no, I, I, I'm sorry, I thought Sunrise because Bandai is betting pretty big on the merchandising of this oh. show. Bandai already announced, like, figures for all of the main cast oh, okay. and their mechs. Weird. So, like, they're, that's pretty rare, you know, these days to, to bank that heavily on the merchandising. Um, but oh, not only get that. model kits for the mechs? Yeah, all the, all the, all the, all the mechs are getting kits already. Um, but, uh... Also, because they announced that it's getting two cores, it's going to be a full twenty-six episode series. Like, yeah, they are clearly. I like... mean, if we are emulating the early to mid two thousands, <laughs> yes, you need you need the full twenty-six episodes. Fair, yeah. Uh, I, I I kind of I'm kind of with you, Jill, in the sense that look, I love Nakashima. Like, he is maybe one of my favorite anime writers, like of all time. But like. It, I feel like his specific brand of anime dumbassery needs the right person to work off of, and I know right. this is pretty predictable because I'm just going to say, and I think that person is always Imaishi, but... <laughs> it's... Well, he did, um, uh, 
Did he do Gridman? Oh. Am I getting no, confused? No, no, he did no, DNA, okay. though. Gridman, <laughs> Gridman yeah. was no, right. Keiichi Hasegawa, who did Rage yeah. Bomb with Genesis. But, uh... Yes, yes, yes. So, right, so the point is... His good stuff has all been with Amaishi, right? Like... <laughs> His best stuff, definitely. Like, Don't he's done good stuff without Amaishi. Yes. Yeah. I think, yes, you could definitely say Nakashima's most famous works are when he is working off of Amaishi. And I think that, like, I think that, like, because I think some of the dumbassery is entertaining, but, like, at least in episode one, anyways, didn't quite land with me. I think it's working better in two now that I'm getting more used to the pace of it. But right. I am kind of curious how it's all going to play out because, like, the show is very much leaning into this, like, kind of, you know, not very serious, self-aware, comical vibe. But then, like, you know, you have your bits of, like, oh, the, you know, Shu Bi, the, the, the Chinese dude from Not China is, like, reading up on the forbidden texts of the world, you know? And, like, there's, like, a war going on between two nations, and the other one is led by a princess who's being led astray by her evil vizier, and it's, like... Right, and the other one is the... the slightly more modern looking one right like we, like colonial america or something right <laughs> it's like intelligence truly is the price of smiles <laughs> yeah. and it's, it's just a little it's a little I'm, I'm curious like what kind of vibe this is all going for then because i don't think it's actually going to seriously try to like weave some kind of like geopolitical tale. Oh, absolutely not but it's like it for some for some reason though it still insists on focusing spending on, time on yeah that, right? yeah and so i'm a little curious what the focus of the show ends up being i think in the best case scenario that'll just kind of pop in when needed to up the tension and we won't really dwell too much yeah. on it but who knows they got if they've got the full two cores to work with they might pad that out with you know i don't know but yeah i think that the, the i i do like the idea of where they're going in theory if it is going to be sort of like the, you know, everybody sets sail for the wall uh -huh. and, you know, whatever wacky hijinks we encounter yeah, on the way. Yeah, and I, I do like the gimmick of, like, the mechs are decided by, you know, your conviction. in their own words. Right, the conviction of the pilot, and that decides right. its power set. And so, like, I hope that girl character gets a win and stops, like, jobbing all the time. Yeah. But I do think it is very funny that the two, like, one-off baddies she has fought, their convictions are specifically hard counters to <laughs> her does. own. Right, like, They're right. so specifically written to be, like, no sales to her. It's like... <laughs> yeah, I, I, do, I do hope... I do hope she gets to yeah, do something. I do, and... you know, but but I guess what I mean is that if this show continues to operate on this kind of like weirdly consistent dumbass logic of right, my power counters your power because right. my conviction, my highly and be, specific and, be, and because uh, Back Arrow has no specific conviction, he's all floppy and right, flexible and weird right. and melty. But uh... right, um, all right. So I, I I think the potential is still here on this one, but. Yeah. Yeah, you know it's still, I like Iro. You said earlier on thin ice. Yep. I think is <laughs> this could go this could go south pretty quick. But yeah, I mean, let's be real here. Goro Tanaguchi does not exactly have a spotless record. Yeah, he he's he's hit or miss, right? Yeah. Like, yep. uh, there's yeah, I don't know, but yeah, we'll see. I I, I do feel like episode three is going to give us a pretty good idea of what kind of show we're in for, though. So I hope the ship has a big dumb face on it. <laughs> <laughs> we shall see. All right. 
let's move along to uh, Skate the Infinity. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was a show that I watched and totally remember what happened. It was that good. Um, <laughs> not sarcastic at all. Uh, no, I mean, this was... I guess it's about... <laughs> okay. I guess it's about skateboarding. Ostensibly, um, yeah. Except there's, like, this wild underground uh-huh, downhill uh-huh. racing circuit. Yeah. I'm still more, more this... about skateboarding than I thought it might be, to be honest. I will say I do... Yes, I do like that part. I, I'll i admit I'm not 100% sold on this show yet. I will admit some of that is being a Californian, and so as a result, having my own highly specific understanding of what skate culture is and seeing it filtered through Japan in anime is a little jarring, but... Right. I do Yeah, think... this looked like Mad Max or something. <laughs> like, okay, we're uh, doing the... A little, it's, 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 I mean, if you really, if you really want me to get in the weeds here, it's that, like, it seems like this show is more, like, centered around racing, which, at least in American skateboarding culture, is an almost entirely irrelevant aspect right. of skateboard culture. Like, right. American skateboard culture is all about trick skating. Uh, right. Racing is for chumps. Um, right. What about you know, Tony Hawk's uh, Downhill Jam? The worst Tony Hawk game. That's, that's the thing, right? Everybody knows Downhill Jam is the worst level. So why would you make an entire anime about the worst <laughs> level of Tony Hawk Pro Skater? I don't. So anyways, I, so I I will say I I guess I didn't see them flipping the script on who was going to be the main character here. As far as the, I guess the I I only watched the. I don't know if did you guys watch yeah, another episode? Of it, I only yeah. watched. Yeah. Well, I only watched the first episode, but. Are they going for like the the redhead kid is going to be building the skateboards and the the blue hair kid's going to be riding? Is that yeah? What they're going that for? kind of seems to be the vibe. Like, which by the way, uh-huh. <laughs> the whole thing of he, he was a really good snowboarder and therefore can skateboard magically. I don't think that works. Well, no, I I think that. <laughs> so here's the thing. I will actually say I actually like the second episode a lot more than the first because okay. And again, I know that, like, my qualms with this show are, like, very weirdly specific, you know, and I do think that overall the show is very well made. It looks really good. And it does, yes. I think that episode you two assaged a lot of my fears about, like, how much skateboarding would be the focus of it because it goes pretty heavy on it, honestly. Like, if episode one was like, oh, wow, this, like, snowboarding guy might be a big skateboarding prodigy too, episode two is, like, the return to reality of, like, Actually, dude, you kind of got lucky because that whole race was downhill. Like, right, the that's moment... probably the closest you're gonna get to snowboarding right, on the like, skateboard. Most right. episode two is him, like the the blue haired dude, like trying to get used to a skateboard on flat ground and fucking up constantly. Right, like, okay. it's basically 20 minutes of the dude bailing over and over again, falling flat on his face, trying to do <laughs> even the most, like, basic, like, skateboarding maneuvers. They don't, uh-huh. they don't tape his feet back on the Right, floor. and that actually, like, I felt really good about it. It was like, okay, good, he is okay, not yeah, just the that, magical prodigy that instantly gets it. Like, I mean, right. he still masters an ollie in two weeks, which, if any of you have ever stepped on a skateboard before, that's fucking crazy. Like. Right. As, you know, like every Californian child, I once <laughs> stepped on a skateboard to try and pick it up as a hobby. Let me tell you, right. after two weeks, I couldn't even stand on that thing, like, stable. <laughs> like, right. Um, uh, but, um, but they do, they make him, they make him pay for his expertise, you know? He, he falls down a bunch, and, you know, he has to, like, understand the subtleties of the sport that are different from snowboarding. And I think that actually does also help drive the character dynamic a little bit better compared to the first episode. Like, in episode two, they kind of have more room to breathe, and so their relationship gets a little better fleshed out, and... 
Okay. As a result, I think it is more interesting. Um, yeah, I guess I guess that's kind of what I would have wanted to see coming out of episode one. I, I understand, like, I, I'm not going to begrudge them the decision to make episode one kind of all, like, action, exciting, try to suck you in. But for me, the effect was, like, I just didn't care. Like, it was very nice to look at, but I was like, yeah, but I'm not, like, getting anything out of this. Right. So I guess moving along into episode two to that direction is a little more interesting to I me. I definitely but... think it helps. I, I yeah. will say, though, kind of like Back Arrow, I think this... I think this show is a little bit on thin ice in the sense of that I like it, but it has not instantly won me over. Right. I, right. I think the reason, though, I do like it is that in a lot of ways, this show does give me a lot of Hypnosis Mike energy. But the difference between this and Hypnosis Mike is that even though both of them are clearly more concerned about hot boys than anything else, unlike Hypnosis Mike, Skate has paid more like lip service to skating as an activity like in just two episodes than <laughs> anything we ever saw in Hypnosis Mike towards like rapping and hip hop. So right. If yeah, nothing a, else more uh, connection to the craft right. here. Like then. if nothing else, Bones at least did their homework. Like right. either somebody on that show show really loves skateboarding or they just did a lot of research. But Yeah. So I do appreciate that. Alright. I mean you guys gonna keep keep up with that yeah, one? For I'm kinda a couple, on the fence, a couple more but... episodes probably. For now, yeah. Yeah. I I mean it's it's one of those things of like, oh, it is just like so well made. <laughs> I mean, it it looks good enough that just watching for the sake of yeah, looking at something pretty is I, totally valid. I think I will need to see how play, how much substance it does have in the long run because while I think the main duo, I think they're justifying their friendship in episode two. It's, it's the all rest the others, of the cast yeah. is like you have like sexy mysterious guy and jacked buff guy and small mischievous guy. The boyish one, you know, like the whole... The yeah, whole, you gotta cover all the bases. Right, the whole male... I mean, it's crew. just like, uh, you know, uh, any other harem anime. <laughs> the entire Oran High School host club is here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, literally, yes. Honestly, yeah, like, yeah, it's... it's. Yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll see how it goes, I guess. Um, Alright. Yeah. Okay, so let's, uh, let's wrap up then. Last show on the list, Wonder Egg Priority. The big one. Is this the big one? <laughs> well, that again, in a divisive season where probably half of us are going to say this is the greatest thing ever and half of us are not going to care. Um, <laughs> I, I, I loved this. Yeah. This is exactly what I wanted it to be. Um, when we were speculating, like anytime, any, like this just confirms anytime an anime description tells you absolutely nothing and it's an anime original, it's probably going to be weird. <laughs> um, I mean... <laughs> That's why they don't tell you anything. Yeah, which is which is good. Um, and yeah, this this was kind of kind of kind of weird, kind of surreal stuff going on here. Hmm. Um, the <laughs> I I the final premise of it kind of gives me. Well, I've, we we've we've uh, made comparisons to like flip flappers yes. or. Oh. Flip flappers, um, Kyoso Giga, uh, anything Ikuhara did, like that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. And um, you know, there's there's kind of the I guess by the end of the show it's like, you know, trying to save the girl in the beginning. Right. Um, type of thing. Uh the 
the the presentation is like top notch as far as they're like, trying so hard to look like Kalani. <laughs> yeah, they, they are, um, which is probably not a bad thing to try when you. I, guess. They, I mean, they they kind of pull it off. Um, I think I think where it works best because I like even the character designs kind of look a little bit like Kiwani. But yeah. if you told me this was a Kiwani show, I would have believed you. Like, yeah, I think I think where it works best is there's a lot of like, um, foot shots, unspoken communication, <laughs> a lot of body body language type <laughs> yes, of stuff, yes. which Kiwani does very good. Um, there's like not a ton of dialogue. Um, yeah. A lot of it is told through the <clears throat> visuals. Like I feel like you could have watched. Because only only this this was like one of the last episodes to premiere, so right. Yeah, it's the only one that hasn't had a second recording. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I feel like you could have watched that episode with no sound and probably still had the gist of what was going on, (laughs) because there's so much like nonverbal communication happening. Um, between the like like I said, the characters' body language and just like the visuals and everything. Um, I like one one moment that stood out to me was like. So, so like, there's this, like, I guess a little bit of the premise without spoiling too much, there's, like, this other world thing that this girl gets into. Stumbles she into, finds, like, yeah. the worst gotcha machine of all time. And, um... <laughs> and she gets... She gets... She gets... Uh, she finds this other girl there who's being chased by these monsters or whatever. And there was one part where th- they have, like, a break from being chased, and the girl explains that the monsters are chasing her... And that, you know, the girl, the, the main girl, should be safe. And when and when the monsters show up again, the girl's like, "Okay, let's get out of here. Let's leave." And the other girl just doesn't say anything and just kind of like stays there. And like, there's a lot of just like, there's no dialogue at that moment, but there, there's like just a lot of communication going on. Of like, yeah, I'm not going with you. Yeah, um, they ain't chasing me. I'm like, just gonna chill. Right, and it's all like communicated without any dialogue whatsoever. And it was like, okay, that's that's pretty good. But um, but yeah, I, I I think where I would differentiate this from something like Flip Flappers, where that's like a lot more fantasy right, right. type of spectacle. Yeah. Whereas this is clearly a psychological show where there's like yeah, this is this is much more grounded in like they're going for like sort of a psychological type of um you know thriller horror type of thing in the in when they're in the other world. And I guess they're setting it up so where she's probably going to have to save. Well, I don't really know what's going to happen to be honest. Uh, but there's a lot of like real. St- yeah, I, I just I just love it. Mm-hmm. I loved it. it. There was just a lot of like um, like like I said, all the nonverbal stuff, a lot of striking imagery with the, some of the, the more surreal elements that are going on in the other world, like like the girls with the mosaic faces and stuff like that, like. Again, if 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 there's two kinds of catnip, I mentioned the Horimiya uh, thing with the, right. the anime rom com thing. This is my other thing that I uh, I will definitely back you up on this. This is a this is also very much a me show, you know, the, the sort of like interpersonal psychological like weird messed up kind of thing that also deals with real life issues in a like not like in a like intensely stylized manner yes that's a good way of putting it i wanted to say not like not like direct or not like soap opera ish but but like right direct stylish kind of way with a lot of strong striking visual imagery great animation great 
I mean, I've been saying this so many times during this podcast, but it's just a, sh- a show that's overall very well produced and that that like more than more than its peers, I think, in terms of like shows that do like oh, we go to the other world where everything is weird. Uh, it deals with like it 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 seems to have actual like an actual reflection of the characters and their situations in mind. It is also interesting when they're not in the magical weird world which i think is a very strong thing to pull off you could almost you could almost draw some parallels to like um other side picnic this season right like with the the whole other world thing and where that show has like a very straightforward presentation to it like a very literal straightforward Mm -hmm. presentation to it this is like you can see the difference. Like, it's hard to explain on a podcast, obviously. I mean, it's like, also hard, of, it. hard to explain because we've only seen the first episode. You know you know me, what I get. Right, but I mean, as far as, like... Like, philosopher slash psychologist had on, I could ramble on about this kind of stuff for ages. But right now, we only have, like, a bunch of breadcrumbs to talk about. Like, Right, right, right. Yep. But I, I am... I think the, the upside is tremendous on this one. Um, I think, yeah. You know, should yeah. they be able to keep the level of quality up... This is definitely the but, one to um, be for me. Like it is, it is. Uh... But yeah, but I think with any, like with anything this ambitious, it could also go south pretty. Like, <laughs> like I think so. this show, for now at least, like it seems to be like they're going to do a kind of like girl of the week kind of thing, because yeah, they always refer to was... things like you know you get an egg from the gacha and in the egg is like a. A suicide victim, is... I guess, and then you're going, or to... at the very least, I think they're dead. Yeah, a dead person, and you have to something. save them from their like symbolic trauma. So you could do like interesting episodic stuff for that. I'm always in for stuff that can do like tell great stories in the span of a single episode. But I wonder if it's going to be, is it going to be like that sort of like death parade? You know, that's kind of what this could be. Or is it going to focus on like a larger arc plot focused on our main character? Yeah, pro- probably a little bit of yeah. both. Um, the 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 episode ends with her meeting the other girl, who I think they're implying is kind of in the same boat. So I don't know if they're going to like. There is a there there are like four main girls. They at least announced that's like the main cast for this show. Yeah, so. so maybe they're all in the same boat where they have to rescue the other girls or yeah. something. But. Um, but yeah, I think there's a ton of potential here, and I'm very encouraged by by the the first episode. So definitely I'm, keep an I'm, eye on I'm that one. I'm just always up for shows about like psychological things and 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 characters who like who don't feel like they fit in, who are misfits, who are excluded from from the the regular environments that we normally see in school. Like right. And I think this is yeah, a very she, good. The, the main girl like stopped going yeah, to school. Yeah, yeah. I think right? this is the... like this is a this is a far better like depiction of of something like the insidiousness of bullying of othering people for like completely bizarre reasons. Like you know, oh, I have heterochromia. You know, the nail that sticks out is going to be hammered down. And I know that like the idea of I am a misfit is something that is constantly examined in anime. Like basically all anime is, Hey, you, you, you think you're a loser, but actually you're super cool. Yeah. Right. And this is something that deals with that in a more mature way. You know, it deals with like personal trauma, personal like survivor's guilt. It's not afraid to show characters having flaws, like in the aforementioned scene where our main character just sort of, 
abandons the girl who is being chased by the monsters because you know I'm not being chased by monsters. Right. So it's I'm very excited to see where it goes next. Like Yep. All right. Well, that's going to do it then for our list here. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of shows we did not talk about. So if you are listening and think we missed something, please uh, please let us know. I'm trying, I'm trying to improve on our call to action for, uh, for our uh, podcast. So, you know. <laughs> please let us know that... why you're excited to hear our opinion about Czech's Notes. The hidden dungeon only I can enter. Oh God, um, I don't remember if that was one of the really bad ones or not. But uh... I, it's just one of the ones where you're like, oh, he needs to uh, gather erotic energy to level up or some bullshit like oh, that. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. The only one that that looked like passable to me was the spider one. Right. But yeah. That's neither here nor there. I have not watched that. All right. So. Let's uh, wrap things up with our housekeeping then. You can check us out uh, at theglorioblog.com. My apologies to all our readers that we did not actually get written first looks out this season. We had uh, just too much going on Stuff for me this going on. past couple of weeks. <laughs> 2021 but, uh, has been a lot. This, yeah, there's been a lot going on. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll get everybody next time. And, uh, you know, we'll, of course, be covering things throughout the, the season like we normally do. Uh, so yeah, check us out at thegloryoblog.com. Follow us on Twitter at thegloryoblog. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Amazon Music, Podbean, Stitcher, and also on our YouTube channel. Uh, tell your friends, tell your enemies, and we'll catch everybody next time. <laughs>